This is Talkin' Mule Deer with your hosts, Steve Belinda and Jody Stemmler. Talkin' Mule Deer takes you on a journey to learn more about the Mule Deer Foundation, Mule Deer and Blacktail Deer Biology and Management, tips and tactics for hunting, conservation issues, and even features some of our corporate and celebrity partners. Now, let's start Talkin' Mule Deer. It's Jody Stemmler here with the Talkin' Mule Deer podcast, and I am in beautiful Claremont, Wyoming for the Wyoming Women's Antelope Hunt. And yes, we talk mule deer on the Mule Deer Foundation podcast, but today we're actually going to be talking about the Wyoming Women's Antelope Hunt, which I had the opportunity to be on this year um, with my first big game hunt ever. So a little bit later, we're going to be talking to the hunters, um, and myself included, about our experience on it. But what we're doing to start here today is talk to some of the founders of the Wyoming Women's Antelope Hunt um, and the the reason behind it and then how it's benefiting Wyoming's women and young girls have economic self-sufficiency. So welcome today. I've got Becca Smith, who is the executive director of the Wyoming Women's Foundation. Welcome, Becca. Thank you. And we've got Marilyn Kite, who is the former chief justice for the Wyoming State Supreme Court, so quite uh, an accomplished woman, and she is actually the original visionary of the Wyoming Women's Antelope Hunt, so we'll be hearing from Wyoming. How are you doing, Marilyn? I'm doing great. Thanks for being here. You bet. And we've got Abby Atal, who is the uh, events and marketing director for Sitka Gear, is that correct? Event marketer. Event marketing director. Uh, (laughs) Nuances. We're close enough. (laughs) Maybe someday. (laughs) With Sitka Gear, Sitka (laughs) is a sponsor of the Antelope Hunt this year, and so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, your coming on as a sponsor and why it's important to help give women because you've got your great women's apparel line for for hunting gear so so welcome ladies thanks for being here today Marilyn we keep hearing that this was your idea and you talked a little bit about this with you and Carrie being on a hunt uh, what seven eight years ago Mm -hmm. something like that so tell me a little bit about it well Carrie is my sister-in-law and she and I have hunted together for many decades let's say (laughs) Uh, and enjoyed being able to do that. Most of the time when we were hunting, we were the only two women. And uh, we were hunting about eight years ago, and I was lucky enough to get a, a one-shot kill, and we were walking out to the antelope, and she said, you you ought to do a, a women's antelope hunt. You ought to do a one-shot hunt. And, you know, that sounded like... Because they have it. one in Wyoming, the, the, the governor's one-shot, right? They have For one. Men- they have a one-shot hunt in Lander, Wyoming, okay. a yep. completely different organization. It is a different organization, but that was where the kind of the idea came from, I'd imagine, right? I think that's probably okay. right. And, uh, you know, it was, it was just a kernel of a thought, <laughs> but it did sound like a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, I happened to mention it to another one of my women friends who was just starting to get uh, be a hunter, a big game hunter, uh, Lamboon Garden, and she's one of those kinds of people that just gets things done. And so, you need people like yeah, that, she don't do. you? <laughs> and, and she also had attended a turkey shoot here in Wyoming that is a fundraiser for a nonprofit organization. And okay. so she knew that was kind of a possible format. Yeah. And thought, both of us thought that the Women's Foundation might be a, a some an entity that would might be interested in, in this kind of thing. And frankly, that's that's about as far as we got. Okay. Um, we consulted with the Game and Fish. They were very supportive of the idea. But to take it from an idea to a reality, it took the Women's Foundation and their organizational structure and the strength of their staff. And, uh, you know, everything kind of fell together yeah. that first year. And then this location, which is in, a, in, a, in an area of Wyoming where there are a lot of private ranches yeah. and... 
Uh, we're the, on the ranch at Ucross, right. which is a privately owned. And then the hunters went out to different landowners and were able to hunt on their property using mostly landowner tags, right? Not landowner tags, regular tags, regular but tags landowners. Owners. Most of the landowners, the guides that we all went with are, in many cases, are the landowners themselves. Okay, yeah. And uh, so it had the sort of the geographic uh, ability to handle right. this many hunters at one time right. and the tremendous amount of game yeah. that's in this part of the state. Yeah. So that's sort of where it started, but, but it really, I get more credit than I deserve because <laughs> it was a little musing. Somebody's got to have the idea, <laughs> right? So. And then you need the implementer. Yeah, and the so, implementer and so that was Wyoming Women's Foundation. Yes, and Becca, have you been involved in it from the beginning? or? Yes, I, I have actually. Um, I think that idea came to us in 2012. And um, at the time, I was working in a different posi position, but with the Wyoming Women's Foundation. And I remember um, my boss at the time coming back from a meeting and saying, I met Marilyn Kite, and she had this interesting uh, proposal for the Women's Foundation. And uh, as she told me about the idea to have a women's antelope hunt, I was really excited about it um, just because of my personal interest in becoming a hunter. Mm -hmm. And I had never achieved that. I had taken hunter safety um, at one point and kind of tried to get going on it, but it, when, when you don't grow up around hunting, there's a really steep learning curve. And so I That's thought, well, this is really interesting. And then, um, and then she took the idea to, um, our board, mm -hmm. our advisory board. And we had several women on the board at the time that were hunters. And, um, one in particular who was our board chair at the time was an avid hunter and also very, um, you know, passionate about women's economic self-sufficiency, which is our uh, mission. And the board was able to see an overlap between learning to hunt and economic self-sufficiency mm -hmm. and for your family. So tell me, let's back up a little bit and understand a little bit more about Wyoming Women's Foundation and what your goal is and what you're trying to accomplish. And then we talk about how this fits into that mission. Absolutely. So our mission is to help women achieve economic self-sufficiency in right. Wyoming and uh, provide opportunities for girls. And so that we do through a variety of ways. We make grants to other organizations mm -hmm. that are helping fulfill that mission as a foundation. Okay. We have an endowment that we can use to make those grants. Um, and then we also have some of our own initiatives. And this is our biggest one, in addition to being a fundraiser for us. Right. So um, the Women's Antelope Hunt focuses on the mentoring aspect of hunting. Mm -hmm. And that fits really well with um, just the Women's Foundation Economic Self-Sufficiency Mission and providing those opportunities for um, growth and uh, for girls and for women and professionally and personally. Mm -hmm. And so mentoring has always been something that we've invested in, but um, this was a whole new way that we right. could do that. Right. And, and that's, that's what's kind of neat about this event is because it is a fundraiser. So you've got people here who are, we have sponsors like Sitka um, and paid hunters, but then there's also some scholarship hunters. And so it's, providing funding for providing these programs for women um, for economic self-sufficiency, but it's also providing tools through teaching hunting and, and the opportunity and providing then mentors through uh, a learning experience like that, right? Absolutely. And I mean, in addition to the mentoring part of it, so we'll, we recruit quite a few new hunters, um, about a third of our hunters every year and overall are, are brand new to the, to the um, activity of hunting. Um, and, you know, many of them have only gone out once or twice and they're, they still don't have their, their confidence about them mm -hmm. or their legs under them. Um, but we're also really embracing the full field to fork, um, type of, um, experience. And so we encourage, uh, as much as our hunters want to, for them to 
do the field dressing. Um, they have a guide, they have a mentor hunter, but for them to be talked through it, if that, if that's something that they're interested mm -hmm. in. So it does provide them with the tools from start to finish to, to go out and eventually do it on their own. Yeah, that's right. So then when they come back to the ranch with their animals, they can also do a meat processing uh, workshop and we have one-on-one -on -one demos for that and, yep. and they just you know. Abby and I were doing that this morning yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah still warming up from it now uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a little cold and snowy today right yep, it is. <laughs> yeah so uh, you know and then of course cut it up put it in the freezer and then later on today we'll have a cooking demo too a lot of people um, come with the idea that antelope isn't good to eat but it's every so time mm -hmm. I've eaten it it's been really delicious and I know that you know every now and then you might get a gamey bite but um Either the antelope here tastes really good, or um, we have some really good cooks. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. and, the, and the meat processing. Yeah. The handling of the meat, I'll put it that way. Uh, makes a big makes difference. Makes a huge difference. And it's, I mean, I can tell it. I thought I was doing things right all my life, but I've learned a lot here about the importance of getting things cool fast. Yes. And things that maybe we didn't do as well in the past as we could have and that sure makes a difference in the taste of the meat. It does. It's it's great. Um, a, a great cycle of learning for everybody from mm -hmm. experienced hunters um, to those who are brand new. It gives them a great great foundation. Um, obviously with the, the efforts that Mule Deer Foundation and, and other groups are doing with recruitment and retention and reactivation of hunters, this plays into an important aspect of that um, and that's recruiting women and girls um, which is women are the fastest growing demographic in the hunting and shooting sports but we're still only a small percentage of that um, and I think you know in my lifetime you know I grew up with it but I think I was the first generation of my family where it was you know I went out with my dad when I was when I was a kid doing the bird hunts it, it was not common in my mom's generation she didn't hunt at all um, though she grew up in a hunting family so mm -hmm. so giving women the, the, the tools and then also you also have something you call the sisters of the sage which is the alumni and other people who are experienced and that's created a mentor network right right and I think that one of the cool aspects of the mentoring piece of it is that um, sometimes women come here and they don't see themselves as a mentor because oftentimes when they've gone out hunting they haven't been looked to as in that role right mm -hmm. and so um, we do try to cultivate that because all of a sudden you know, they, they come here and maybe they've hunted quite a bit, but just don't see themselves that way. But suddenly there's a brand new hunter that can learn from them. And, and I think that that really can build the confidence and the skills of that person as they see themselves as a mentor. It's, it's like kind of a neat change to watch. Yeah. Too. Sure. So, and yeah, and the sisters of the sage, um, they have, uh, undertaken to organize some of their own hunts oh, and, yeah. um, yeah. And so that's kind of what we like to see because we can't, uh, organize hunts for everyone all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have other things we have to do and we do plan all year for this. So, um, just this past month in September, um, they did a, a hunt that um, was a cooperative effort with one of our guides. Um, and he recruited a couple guides to kind of help. Um, and most of the hunters, the sisters of the stage that did that had only harvested once or actually zero times okay. before one of them came here and had not, successfully harvested and she got her first um, big game animal at that hunt so Indeed. it's really exciting to see that continue on yeah. you know beyond this weekend yeah yeah when I might add that they they structure it so that in every uh, outfit there's a guide an experienced hunter and a new hunter right and so you're kind of even though your personality might not be suited to being a mentor you're sort of forced into this yeah 
uh, small group and you spend the whole day and it's fun to watch the excitement grow and yeah. you're rooting for each other and, and helping each other and that structure has proven to be really effective. Yeah, and those conversations in the truck are important. Mm -hmm. Very um, important. And, and a big part of this is, uh, I, and I know you guys have an award system that you've set up, which is, was helped at Boone and Crockett Club, helped mm -hmm. uh, you guys come up with it. And it's, it's awarding who got the closest shot. It's, mm -hmm. um, you know, one shot kills. Um, it, it, it's, it, and you're also very much throughout this trying to teach and, and help them understand, particularly people who have not been exposed to hunting, about the conservation ethic, about how much um, that hunters do for conservation. And that, spreading that message out, it starts to, to create a ripple effect. It starts small and it just goes farther. Yeah, absolutely. So. I think that's a really special thing about this hunt is that the way that rewards are structured. It's not the biggest antelope. It's not, um, you know, the biggest horns. It's 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 not like the traditional Boone and Crockett, right. or it's not the first person that comes in with yeah, an it's antelope. Not it's not the fastest shot. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, some of our hunters will take end up taking uh, does, um, you know, even if they have an any antelope tag. But um, it's, it's really about the hunt and the quality of the hunt yeah. and that camaraderie and friendship. And also about fair chase. Yeah, absolutely. And we we have uh, we had 36 hunters this year. Uh, we had a beautiful day yesterday. Mm -hmm. 32 filled their tags yesterday. I still um, can't believe is, that. Which that is, is amazing. That's, that's the first yeah. time that's ever happened, yeah. actually. That was a phenomenal yep. day. And yeah. we've got yeah, four hunters still out today, and it's snowing. And two of them came in. And two of them. With animals. I with animals so far. So, um, And I think, I, I, I think Jenny, one of them, uh, the, one of our hunters rolled her ankle, and so I think she has, I think she's decided not to go back out after she tried a little bit this morning. Mm -hmm. But we've still got one who came back for lunch, and is going back out again. Oh goodness, so yeah. she, she is like, committed. Come on. We should all just go. All 40 people or right? 38 or whatever. Exactly. Should just all go out. So Abby, yeah. tell me. So I, I know Sitka is a first-year sponsor. And mm -hmm. you are um, you know, a really big company. Very influential in the outdoor mm -hmm. industry. What did you see in this? What was the connection with your women's line? Why did you see yeah. this as a good fit for your company? Well, first of all, everybody keeps calling it a hunt. Mm -hmm. And so when I, I mean, I didn't look into it too much before I came and it is not just a hunt, you know, right. it's not, um, you know, that's what its name is, right? But, it's hunt, but it is a, it is an all out event. It is absolutely insane how big this event is. And it's, and you, you know, you kind of feel like you're, you know, you're 30 minutes from any town. And so driving in, you feel like you're kind of getting into the middle of nowhere and then you show up and there's this big tent and, you know, 40, it's 37 hunters this year. 36, I think. 36 right? yeah. hunters yeah. this year. And then on top of that, there's, you know, all of the volunteers. Um, you have the banquets. And so all of these people that are coming in for the banquets and something like 300 people at dinner last night. Right. Um, yeah. That was yeah. the fun, main fundraising yep. banquet mm -hmm. had people coming in. You had a number of state yep. elected officials from right? all yeah. over the state. From all yeah. over the so state. So, you know, it has a huge effect on a lot yeah. of people. And so... Um, if it were just a hunt, it would still be important for us to support yeah. it as a company, but it is just so much more than that now that I'm, you know, feet on the ground here. Um, yeah. so super, super impressed with everybody in the Wyoming Women's Foundation. Um, and you know, Sitka needs to support women where, you know, we've dive, we, we've now, um, dove into the women's line, um, launched in 2017, mm -hmm. um, but without the female hunters, we wouldn't have a women's line, right? Right. Um, it just wouldn't have happened. We we knew there was a market for it. 
Um, we launched it. The market was much bigger than we had even expected. Huh. Um, and so it's, it's certainly something that we... Well, it was a, a starved market. It was yeah. a starved market. <laughs> yeah. Here, here. And I can tell you, our hunters are really psyched with the yeah. jackets. Yeah, all yeah so all of the hunters got a, a jacket, yeah. um, a Sitka, one of the cloud burst. Is that not, not cloud burst? Uh, it was jet the, the jet stream yep. jacket. It's yep. a beautiful jacket. Very yep. nice. Everybody was hunting them yesterday. And we had the yeah. weather for it this weekend, yeah. which, which <laughs> yeah. did help. But yeah. Yeah. And it did. It got up to, I don't know, 55, 60 yesterday. 60 yeah. yesterday. Yeah. 59. And now it's like 20. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she's going though. sideways. Yeah. 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 So we're, yeah, we're, we're very excited to, to continue to support the, the hunt, I suppose. The, <laughs> the, the entire experience, yes. right? Yeah. It yeah. is interesting if you talk to people who, ha- women who have hunted a, a, a more mature market, mm-hmm. how our entire lives is been frustrated by you can't find good women outdoor clothing Absolutely. hunting clothing mm-hmm. you can't yep. find the boots you can't find anything yep. that fits you right yep so it is a it is a market that well, needs it is. to be filled and it's ju- not just that i i actually was benefited from, so adam weatherby is on the mule deer foundation board mm-hmm. and i met brenda at the western hunting and conservation expo last year and that's how i got sponsored to come here. So for my first big game hunt was Brenda sponsored me. They make the Camilla um, and they've expanded that line. She said the exact same thing when I interviewed her just about the the gun itself. The demand is remarkable. She said, we, we had no idea this. This was, we thought it was the right thing to do to have an ergonomically designed women's Mm -hmm. gun. And let me tell you, that gun is amazing. That gun (laughs) is amazing. I was shooting the Mark five Camilla and that thing it's was great. incredible. So I mean, it's just so light. It's so easy. And it was so effective. Oh, um, there great. was, uh, my daughter shot her first antelope um, with that gun last week. Oh, and cool. then I shot oh. my first antelope with it. Both of them were one shot, heart lung, dropped them in their tracks. It was, it was awesome. That's and so, great. so yeah. So again, the women's designs mm. for clothing, for guns, it's, it's like, come on industry. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. about time you caught up with us, right? <laughs> Amen. And and yeah. maybe that'll help give more women not just inspiration to do it, but when you can find things that fit right and they're comfortable and are useful. useful. It's a lot easier for you to keep going yep. and doing it, right? Yeah. Now, if I'm cold, eight, I'm coming in. Now, yeah. someone who's eight and a half months pregnant, I'm, I'm vying for <laughs> the, the maternity line of camera, which yeah. is even come more on, specialized. <laughs> come so. on, yeah. There's a market for it. There was a, you're not the there's, only. No, there's Lindsay, two of us here, here about yeah. the same. And yeah. actually, Lindsay is the one that's still out hunting. Right. Yep. Our other pregnant one, who's also due in November, oh, is the other great. one that's oh, still out hunting in this cold weather. Bless her heart. So, you know, one of the things I've heard, you know, as I've kind of dove in a little bit more deeply into the recruitment, retention, and reactivation is if mom hunts, the whole family hunts. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and I see that so much um, as I've gone out and talked to a lot of other women is, you know, when you go, when mom is going, the entire family goes, and that has brought our daughter along. So I, I, I don't know if you guys have seen that or have heard that, but it, it's a philosophy that really resonates with me and, and the idea of being able to infiltrate out into and, and spread Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the legacy and the traditions of hunting, and, and it, 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 this is a great way to get it started. So We were just sharing stories in, uh, over lunch. My son, who's now 24, of course, I got him out hunting early. My yeah. husband hasn't had the hunting bug. <laughs> um, but I was always identified out in the field in a couple different situations as me being the kid and him being the adult because <laughs> he was so much taller <laughs> than me. We got accused in one ch- uh, children's hunt of maybe violating the rules until <laughs> they walked up and found out I was the mom. So <laughs> it is fun to get your 
kids out Absolutely. and enjoy it. It's, there's something about, and, and maybe it's sort of the adversity that you face, the, the difficulty, the weather, the, but mm-hmm. it is a sport that just breeds congeniality and, yeah. and uh, tightening of bonds, yeah. so to speak. Uh, that's how I came to hunting with my family, hunting, mm-hmm. and, and then inviting friends to this particular uh, camp that we, we had every year since I can remember. And those are important bonds yeah. that you make, not just with friends, but with your own family. I think that's one of the things that has drawn me in the first place to yeah. hunting and then keeps me yeah. interested. No, in for sure. And, and, and if it's not a family bond, the bonds that you develop with the people that you're out there, it, it, the friends, the connection, oh, yes. the camaraderie and the, the sharing of an experience. Mm-hmm. And, and it's such a visceral experience, right? I mean, the, you can't understand what it's like in the morning with the frost on the ground. My, my animal, I shot mine at eight o'clock in the morning yesterday and it still had frost on its back from where it had been bedded down the night before. And, you know, so those kind of things, you don't get that just hiking, right? I mean, that experience, you are part of the system because Mm -hmm. of that. And, and so that, that hunting experience really brings it home. So, and it's so neat that uh, talking to the people who have never done it before at all, and at least I had Mm -hmm. some connection and it's just, how much it's changed their life. This weekend has changed their life. So Becca, tell us a little bit about um, how if a company wanted to sponsor or if a hunter wanted to come hunt either as a scholarship, how they could apply, where they can get their information about it. Yeah, so there's basically three ways to come and hunt with us. One is through sponsorship. And so companies will um, provide sponsorship where they get to um, send a hunter and then also, you know, receive some recognition and um, profile at the event. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, and that's what Siska, Siska that's and you were at. Abby is the guest for the sponsored hunter. Exactly. And I was yep. the Weatherby sponsored hunter. So Right. Um, and then the second way is an individual can just pay their own way and there's no, you know, promotional value to it or anything, but they just kind of cover their costs for this guided hunt and, you know, staying in this, this place and the location and everything. And the, the whole coordinated event, as you mentioned, it's more than just a hunt. Um, and then the third way is through scholarships. And mm-hmm. so those are, um, our hunters on scholarship don't, uh, don't have to pay anything to come. We just, uh, want them to come and share in the experience. And, uh, we have a committee that, makes a selection from um, applicants that uh, do kind of a essay um, about why they want to come mm-hmm. and what, you know, what they're going to get out of it. And that is um, uh, an application process that opens early in the spring, like uh, in uh, February. Okay. We've pushed it, kind of pushed it farther and farther back, but <laughs> February to March it's open at, um, for about a month. And then um, our committee will, you know, make the selections that, uh, that that we can and we start inviting people as we get sponsorships to cover those too so um, all of that information can be found on our website at wyomingwomensantelopehunt.org excellent you know, i would just add that it, it doesn't have to be a company or a commercial interest mm-hmm. um, and we have a couple scholarship uh, winners this year that just individual people who want to support the event mm-hmm. and want to support women and want to support uh, you know a, a uh, hunting hunter. right or they they can sponsor a hunter mm-hmm. with no you know commercial right uh, mm-hmm. attribution and I, I that's an that's an area that i'd like to see expanded because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that see the benefits of the event mm-hmm. the single moms that we have uh who've had a tough go and are, are trying to raise children and and people who see the strength that you get from going through this kind of an experience so if there are people out there that have that personal desire to okay. support the, the the sport, the event, and women can certainly contribute individually. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I would, I would also just add that um, that um, the, our board chair, who who was the chair of the Women's Foundation Board when we started this, uh, she tragically passed away last year. But before she did, she started a fund at the okay. Women's Foundation for um, that benefits scholarship recipients. Mm -hmm. And so um, people can also donate to that, you know. And Shelley's fund. Mm -hmm. Shelley's fund and yeah. and uh, see that grow. And, and hopefully that will be around for, for a long time to to help this event and to help our, the scholarship recipients in the future. Yeah. Well, excellent, ladies. We are going to sit down now. We've got some of our hunters in. We're going to be sitting and talking to them and, and finding out about their experience and, and hearing how the it went. The real fun part. The fun yeah. part, yeah. yeah fun I want to hear some spot and stock stories. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah, we're not talking mule deer here, but, you know, <laughs> antelope hunting and mule deer hunting are in a lot of the same habitats mm -hmm. and a lot of – so we saw a lot of deer yesterday. There's so some nice, really big bucks, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so thank you guys for your time. Well, thank I you. really thank appreciate you so the opportunity to talk to you. Yeah. Have a good one. Okay. Thanks. All right, we're sitting down now with some of the hunters that were here on the Wyoming Women's Antelope Hunt. I've got with me Melissa McGarvin Amelia from Littleton, Colorado, mm -hmm. which is near where I live. Though yes. Littleton's really big, so we're actually not that close together. We've got Rachel Esch, who is living in Sheridan, Wyoming, but has only been there for a few years, right, Rachel? Correct. I grew up in Illinois and Ohio. Okay. And we've got Chelsea Johnson, who is from, you're from Cody, right? Correct. Correct. Yep. And, um, and you're all relative first-time hunters, right? But Chelsea, you've had a little bit of experience with it, right? Yep. About 10 years ago, my husband is a guide, so he kind of took me out hunting, but it was a very simple, here, put the crosshairs here, pull the trigger. Shoot. It was just, I, I didn't really, you know, got out of the truck and I shot the animal. So this experience was much more like what I would envision, hunting, sneaking, stalking, quiet, you know, just that experience of being out in the field. So yeah, and with some awesome women. So yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And Rachel, it was your very first time. And and I should mention also that you all, you three are scholarship recipients. We talked mm -hmm. about that with Becca just a little bit ago, that there are scholarships available for hunters to come in and hunt. So, you know, tell me a little bit about you starting this and why you wanted to do this. Um, sure. Yeah. So this is my first ever hunt. Haven't of any, any creature? kind of animal. Okay. And so, like I said, I grew up in Illinois and Ohio love my parents, love my family, but never grew up hunting or cl like hiking outdoors or anything like that. And so I hadn't really started liking the outdoors till I graduated college and ended up moving on my own to various places in the country. It was in New Hampshire for a little bit, Colorado, North Carolina, came to Wyoming. And it's just a really big part of the culture here. And I wanted to feel more connected to the state and my home now in Sheridan and kind of um, have a feel for how to get my own food and a lot of my students hunt so I wanted okay. to be able to what connect to them teach? more in that way seventh grade seventh grade science okay. Very yeah cool. so they're pretty excited for me they're like Miss Ash you're just now starting to hunt I'm like I know guys we all got to start somewhere <laughs> <laughs> are they proud of you yes I think they are that's awesome yeah so oh. I'm excited to tell them about it yeah that's great and Melissa tell us you grew up in Wyoming I did born and raised in Wyoming um in a hunting family my parents hunted uh I never did I, I was always busy with sports and yeah. never really had a desire my husband and boys bird hunt um but I just never thought I would uh enjoy hunting and through some various things that have happened to me over the last few years in my life um, just kind of trying to get out of uh, uh, my comfort zone in a safe place and my sister Jillian Balo is um, a big she's been a part of this for a few years okay. and has always encouraged me to try to apply and do it and 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 uh, come on this and 
I have thoroughly enjoyed it. You, it has just been an amazing experience. And my of, boys are so proud of are me. Are they? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Yeah. So you all were successful, right? Yeah. Yes. You, yep. So every in first day. So we talked about it earlier. Yesterday was sixty and sunny. I mean, started cool, and mm-hmm. today is beautiful, freezing yesterday. and snowy. So all of us are quite happy mm-hmm. that we tagged yes. out yesterday. Yes. yes. <laughs> Who wants to tell me their story? Well, I'll I'll start because I uh, I just uh, I had some funny things happen. I when we we drove way up on the, the Montana border. And hunted on, on agriculture, really. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't very hilly. It was very flat. Um, we pulled into the property, and they, he said, all right, get loaded. And I thought, oh, my gosh, we're, this isn't safe. Why would we do this? And and then I realized when we see something, we have to react. And so it was pretty quick, and I jumped out, and um, I was shaking. I was scared. I didn't know what I was doing, and my guide was wonderful, and my uh, partner was um, Carrie Stubner, who's who's a oh, yeah. not. I mean, she's we been We talked hunting. about Carrie earlier. Marilyn right. and Carrie yeah. are the ones who came up with this idea on their own, so yeah. that's Yeah, and great. they were so, she, they were both so calm, and I'm like, ah, shaking, and, and, um, and I had told my guide, Brian, before, I said, I don't really want to buck. I just want to get something if I can, and if I don't, it's okay, so I didn't even know that it was a buck. I was so scared, and my gun was shaking and um I don't know how I got it but I did and first shot and uh, 214 yards wow yeah, if he would have he would have told me that I would wouldn't have done it so mm-hmm. yeah and it was a buck so right yeah, on. so it was very exciting and I, I have to say that after as soon as I finished I totally started crying because I was so excited and honored yeah and adrenaline and it was just it was a great experience I did too Mm -hmm. yeah I did too too. you know and it it was it was uh in some ways a relief it was like I've I've done this a success a breathe you know an appreciation for something that I had never had an experience I mean I hunted birds and it was but this is different um and and again it was just like a a success and excitement and exhilaration uh Empowering. Yeah, empowering. Yeah, yeah. yeah it really was. Yeah. So that's yeah. very cool. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, yeah. Miss Rachel, what's your story? Uh, well, we also went close to Montana, about an hour drive from here, and we got out right as the sun was coming mm-hmm. up and rising. And, you know, we had to scout a little bit before we saw any of them. But once we did, we'd kind of hiked in a ways. And so my guide's like, come on over, get down, get down. And I'm like, okay. And I wasn't, I hadn't practiced carrying my rifle and my sticks with me and crawling on the ground yet. So I'm like doing this awkward kind of limping motion (laughs) across the ground. Yeah. I was like, is this how you do it? I don't know. He's like, just get over here. So he's whispering to me to get over and I'm getting over. I'm like, oh my God. And there's about got to be 10 to 15 of them right in front of us and so I'm trying to hide behind the sagebrush so they don't see us and he's like get your sticks get it set up and so you know same thing adrenaline's pumping I'm all nervous and I get it set up but one of my sticks was kind of in the sagebrush and I could tell my sight wasn't lined up quite as the as mm-hmm. how I wanted it to be and so I got a little too adrenaline he's like okay they're they're setting for you do it and I'm like okay, okay. and so I think I was a little too quick the first time totally missed clean misses okay yeah and so uh, a few of them started to scatter after that and so I kept my eye on the last few uh in that little pack and like followed this male for a while and he eventually stopped and I was able to relax and move my sticks and I just held it on him for about 20 seconds and 
able to get a clean shot. And I was relieved it was quick. He went down in about five seconds. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I did it. The animal didn't suffer too much. And yes. it was just a relief that I could do that and that I had good aim yeah. the second time. Yeah. So. Well, and, and before we get to your story, Chelsea, the, um, the first day, um, Thursday, when we all got here, they had they first, if you brought your own rifle, you work off of the bench and you sight it in at 100 yards. Mm -hmm. And um, they're trying to make sure that your gun is accurate um, at 100 mm -hmm. yards in a very controlled environment. So they're making sure that every, we're going to have the best, shot. the best shots possible. Right. And if you didn't bring a gun, and, and I'm not sure, did, you, did anybody of you bring a gun of your own? No, I, ha I, I have my own. own. You have your own? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. so, I borrowed one. And you borrowed one. So, and I, I brought the Weatherby that, which, don't get me started on that gun. That's amazing. <laughs> but um, but if you didn't have a gun, they lent guns. So, so if you don't have the equipment, they had that. There was also a, a camo, camo. Cl yep. closet. Yes. So, if you didn't have camouflage. So, people who don't have any of the equipment didn't need to, to worry about right, that. Right. So, so we shot off a bench to make sure we were all sighted in and understand and how to use the scope. And they coached you through the Wyoming game and fish mm -hmm. department. Some other hunter ed folks were here. Um, then they moved us over to another shooting station. Um, and they had, um, they, they had a 3d dummy out there of a, so you could see what an animal looks like in, in the field. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they had gongs at, I think it was like 75, 150 and 250 or something right. like that. Right. Yep. And, um, and then we were able to try sitting in prone, uh, lying down in prone, shooting prone, and sitting um, with shooting sticks. Or That's standing. where I got scoped. You got scoped. Oh, that's right. <laughs> right. Sorry. Yes. Badge of honor. Yeah, that's <laughs> not it. It's a scope. <laughs> you can tell when you get scoped. Yeah. Um, and then they had a third station um, it, that um, that they just was started new this year, which was teaching um, field safety and crawling. Yeah, I missed and that. You were late. Poor <laughs> yeah. Ra Rachel. So Rachel and I actually, I was going <laughs> to start at three thirty, and she needed that time so you could teach a full day of school before you came out yeah so she ended up getting it here at 3 30 and wasn't able to do it but that last one was um you know how to safely cross a fence with a firearm um how to um how to crawl safely with a firearm on your back how to walk behind your guide and not point the muzzle of your gun so mm -hmm. anybody who has no comfort level and ever having done that before had an experience before you're out there in the field which probably would have helped Rachel but yes. but you you I certainly figured it firearm out at a safe absolutely angle. It was right. just yep a that's the hunter safety crawl. right exactly Yes, but it just probably didn't look pretty. Right, I doesn't didn't matter. Pretty crawling either. Yeah, tell but. us your story. Oh, <laughs> uh, can I add one more? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the end of that, we had to drag our the antelope out by its horns for a mile because we didn't have backpacks or bags or sled <laughs> to get it out because <laughs> you had crawled. So, so it took us well, like a solid hour to get that sucker out of there. But we did. Nice, right on. Out. That's yep. you, you need that too. <laughs> that's part awesome. of it. That is exactly. I had to throw that in there before you <laughs> oh, go, that's Chelsea. Good. That's fine. <laughs> um, we had we kind of went near a monument, so we're just, we're just about like a half hour away from the ranch, um, and spotted a herd of antelope. They were very, very far away, but we knew how smart they are and how we, good their eyes are. My guide knew <laughs> how smart they were, and their eyes are so strong. And so we walked like literally the perimeter of the whole property like uh, it was several miles to get around wow. around around and then we would come over the crest of a hill because he was pretty sure he knew where they were bedded and we would come over one hill and thinking maybe they were going to be there and you know super stealthy and sneaky and oh not there okay so next hill so then we're coming up the next one and I'm trying to do this crawl with <laughs> this rifle that I'm borrowing from my husband it's very big and has a suppressor and 
it's just a, it's a lot of rifle yeah. for me, but it's very accurate and I felt comfortable shooting it. So I'm trying to crawl with this and my partner was a little bit ahead of us kind of, you know, coming over the crest of the hill and she is looking down cause she's much more savvy and crawling with her. With well, her you, we're hunting you know? with experienced hunters. Yeah, All of us have right. hunted with experienced yes. hunters. Yep. And I'm the novice and right. I was like, go for it, go out there and see, you know, I don't, I'm just going to wait right here. So she was crawling out and she puts up a finger one. There's one buck. She puts up a two. There's two bucks. A three. Oh, there's three bucks. So I'm my guide's like, come on, come on, come on. So I get up and I put my bipods down, and he's like, there's the buck right down there. So we're shooting like down a hill. Uh-huh. Well, so I get down, I'm laying down, and I'm like, what am I seeing? And and my guy just takes my whole rifle and basically <laughs> has to lift it. I mean, I was just pretty much looking with you straight on it. across. That's <laughs> like funny. Straight across the valley at the other hill. And, and he's like, like no. you, the antelope's actually way down here. I was like, oh. I see it. I see it. I see it. I have it in my crosshairs. So, um, yeah. So he stood up and he said, go ahead and take the shot since I was the first one, you know, we kind of decided that I would get to take it first and one shot dropped it in about 10, 15 feet. He walked and then the other two stood up pretty confused. What's going on? My partner gets on one, boom, shoots, misses, boom, shoots and gets hers too. So it was like within... 20 seconds wow. of each other drop drop and That's I start great. shaking and I'm yeah. crying I have you know I, I just told you my father just passed away a couple weeks ago so like lots of emotions right and, and just being out there in that beautiful country and taking all that in yeah. was therapeutic almost yes. and once that happened you're right that adrenaline just let's go and it was just like whew, yeah. I just kind of let her, you know, have a little bit of a release because it was nerve wracking mm-hmm. and you don't want to miss and you want to make sure you don't mess it up for your partner or something like that. It's, mm-hmm. but it was pretty, you know, amazing. And, and then we drug him out like several miles. Yeah. And yeah, I was really <laughs> tired and I loved the massage today. Yeah, that was great. But it was amazing. So, yeah. So, you know, I, you know, your comment about how being out in the outdoors, that to me was what took yep. me. I mean, the, the, the bird hunting has been phenomenal. I've always loved bird hunting. I love turkey hunting and being out there and seeing and waking up and hearing the bird calls mm-hmm. and seeing that. Um, but the first time I walked with my daughter on her cow elk tag was the first time it kind of really hit me. We're in places we would not yeah. be at times of the day. We would not normally <laughs> be out there. In a place where you're not hearing traffic, you're mm-hmm. not hearing planes, um, only hunters, not only hunters, but really that's what's motivating you to go out there is, is the hunt mm-hmm. and to have that experience and have that natural, you know, that, 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 that time out in the woods or in this case, the sagebrush yep. wouldn't happen without that hunt. And, and, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's kind of a really neat experience for sure. And I think one thing that I, I love is, um, just the respect for the animal and nature and the first when we all got here on Thursday they really talked about the conservation piece of it and while I've known that I hadn't really thought about that and you know I think people who aren't hunters um, including me probably at one point were like oh my gosh how could you do that although growing up here I knew that there was you know there's that balance of managing wildlife but I think it's important for people to know I think that these people probably love the land more than you know, most people or as much just because they understand the importance of keeping it managed and 
they respect those animals so much. And uh, I, I've really appreciated that. You know, we had yeah. um, two, there was one um, animal that my partner hit that didn't quite go down quick enough. And our guide was so um, humane in getting out there as quickly as he could and taking care of it so that it didn't suffer. And, and, and really there was, a, there was like, oh gosh, this like sadness also that I'm sorry you had to do that, you know? And, yeah. uh, but it was quick. I mean, it was so quick, yeah. and, but I, I just think that that is something that people need to know is that, that we love, Absolutely. love these animals. We yeah. love this mm-hmm. land. Yes. I couldn't Absolutely. agree more. Yep. Yeah. A yeah. great amount of respect for all of it, you know? Yeah. Well, and then we all just came out of um, mm-hmm. a, a the, the, they did a game cooking demonstration, and we actually used mule deer um, tenderloin that one of our, uh, one of the volunteers who is from Wyoming, relatively local, she harvested a mule deer buck yesterday, mm-hmm. and so they brought the backstrap in um, into the U- ranch at Ryu Cross's kitchen, and then she, the the woman, Vicki, who is, um, the, she manages and oversees the restaurant and the food, and the food here has been incredible mm-hmm. all along, mm-hmm. it has, Absolutely. but she did a cooking demonstration and taught all of us how to properly handle the meat, what you, um, we had done, did you guys process your own meat? Did no. any of you? I did. You did? Yeah. I did too. It was awesome. Yeah, it, it was, now I, I, with my husband hunting, I have gotten to where he's quartered it and got in and he brings it in, so I have done the cleaning off of the silver skin and stuff like that at home, yep. mm-hmm. but I quartered it and I deboned it this time and that was, that was a pretty cool experience. So mm-hmm. you learned that process, the meat processing part of it, and then this afternoon we had this cooking demonstration, um, which was delicious it was a backstrap and it was so good good. she did a a, just a quick sear on the grill um with just garlic i'm sorry olive oil and um salt and pepper and then a great sauce and taught you know also how you do your sides and compliment it and Mm-hmm. I was good. It was delicious. Yes. And she said something that was so, uh, she, she said, no ketchup, right. never ketchup. No. That was hysterical to me because uh, <laughs> not with, not with our meat. We, my husband doesn't put ketchup on it, but, but the kids sure. do. But her, po- her point was, yeah, go ahead. Read the quote. <laughs> so she said something like this. Please don't use ketchup. Remember your harvest of the animal, the grace, the beauty, and the honor of this animal giving its life. When you cook it, remember that and respect it. And yep. I thought, oh. That's, that was, that's real. And because it is, it's the full circle, you know, and that, and and every time you have a meal, you are going to remember this hunt, right? You're going to remember exactly what happened, where where it came from. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that to me is precious. Mm -hmm. That is really cool. I was actually talking to Chelsea earlier saying, I'm like, I feel like I need to write a thank you note for every single person here, or I wish (laughs) I could thank them in some way, because I don't think I would ever become a hunter if it wasn't for this experience because you know you have to get your rifle and thank your you hunter's for the safety thank you for this thank you for yeah <laughs> like just help me cleaning yeah. my animal and butchering and all like all of these things that I would have never been able to do just I mean it's a lot easier to start out with yeah. some help and the resources and then my team letting me shoot my antelope first yes yeah. and that just was, you know really, everybody working together yeah and it really is like a safe environment yeah you don't feel judged or stupid for asking a question like no i just feel like everybody is so open like oh yeah let me show you i'll do this yeah do you want to try that or you Mm -hmm. know it's just a really big great learning experience for everybody involved so i think i absolutely agree i mean they covered everything Mm -hmm. you could ask any question everybody was here to help they were so supportive and respectful and so excited to help 
us, you yeah. know, and, and so, so the, the, the concept of mentoring and bringing on a new generation for experienced hunters, this is what it's all about yes. is to be able to share and pass on that passion and bring more people in it. Because I watch my husband who, and your yep. husband probably feels the same way. You've got boys that are not mm -hmm. quite old enough to hunt yet. Yep. Um, but when my daughter started hunting, I remember my husband going out in the field with her and that experience and seeing it through her eyes and teaching your kid to do it. And, you know, as a, I, I have hunted with my husband and I wanted to do my first big game separately because it's a little different wife to yeah yep <laughs> yeah. wife yeah. to husband, husband than it is husband to daughter but yeah. Um, yeah. but you know so I, I that, that but the you as a, an experienced hunter can pass on so much to people who would appreciate it take them out because the question I have next is are you guys all gonna are you gonna try again are you gonna keep going out or are you I would like to yeah I'm hoping next year I do have a lot of friends who hunt and I think this experience really like made me feel empowered and feel like okay I can do this if yes. I yep. can get a rifle and now I have hunter safety and mm -hmm. it just feels like I can you know go out there and do it again yeah I, I definitely want to yeah in fact I was telling somebody that for I think for you that at for Mother's Day Christmas yes. my birthday your wish list to go just toward <laughs> this you know <laughs> it was just a it was just a great experience um I, I my guide we've you know he's offered to hey yeah. if you come back up let me know you know for me that was a real safety piece I mean I really appreciated his um and my um, partners, just their expertise in that. And I, I would like to have that again because I felt really safe doing that. I would not want to go out and try it on my own yet. I'm not there yeah. yet. And uh, I don't know. If well, you can't be no. in one weekend. I mean, and that's that's one right. of the things that's really important. You can't, you can't master this. Yeah. We can't know this. But now we have resources and we have contacts mm -hmm. and we have a network. We have the Sisters of Sage. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We have the other ladies who have come and we're all now yeah. Sisters of the Sage. That's right. Um, and, and, and even though we are still novices, we can still pass that on to, to others who are new and then learn from those that have come before us too. So yeah. that's a pretty cool part of this whole thing is that, that right. circle, that network that's going on. So I plan on doing it again for sure. Yeah. I'm already talking to you about what kind of, cause I need a rifle yes. yeah. for me now. Cause it, you know, borrowing my husband's, it was great, but I'm like, you know, I, I need one yes, that's that comfortable fits you. to me that I yep. can get around in. So yeah. And yeah. my, so, and we've talked about this. I, um, had the weather be that Mark five Camilla, mm -hmm. which is just a it's stunning gun. It's in yes. the Sitka subalpine pattern. And it was with the Maven scope. Um, and Maven was one other, um, oh, another yeah. sponsor here of the, the women's Wyoming women's antelope hunt. Um, and Maven is a, um, a Wyoming based optics company. Um, and they're pretty neat really great, great guys. guys great yep. guys and Set that scope was amazing mm -hmm. but that setup was so um it was so easy to handle so light so comfortable and so it was a 240 weatherby which is um a proprietary it was their caliber and that that gun was amazing so so you learn yep. you know and then we shared yeah, and we, we talked share about that and, yep mm -hmm. and and uh the the sitka coats that we all got yep. i think that uh, that was a great opportunity too Absolutely. so yeah i appreciate the industry thinking of us and mm -hmm. you know beginning to change and adjust toward what we need as women and absolutely yeah and you know it, it's just to see the number of women growing in this sport I think is encouraging and um well and I think the industry is embracing of 
products mm-hmm. that that we all can use and love mm-hmm. is going to help bring more Absolutely. women on. Yes, um, and I so think then the industry support of events like this or other recruitment type events like this is absolutely essential because you know I mean they're selfish they're saying they're going to be new people are going to be buying our products but it's not selfish at all because it's continuing to keep that that group of people coming on and and keep that legacy alive uh, and handing it off to to new people coming into it so good investment for the industry yeah any last thoughts any reflections on personal impact or life the way this or just how awesome it was it was awesome. I'm really sad to be going. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely, I, we talked a lot about empowerment and just, you know, having all these females get together. And I love that everyone's like, oh, you already told me earlier, hey, post this on the uh, page or the Facebook page when I was talking about, oh, I'm going to dissect these antelope eyeballs with my seventh graders. <laughs> I'm taking well my my daughter shot her first pronghorn in Colorado last week using that Weatherby rifle Um, and I took the heart she used she killed hers with a long shot so her heart was in perfect shape so my vet science club is going to dissect the heart (laughs) for my 4-H club (laughs) so everyone's excited about it and I don't know like now I'm like oh I know these people in Wyoming who might go hunting we could go together like I love the thought of at the site and they were talking about oh yeah a group a group of us got together you know, did a little hunt, did a little mule deer hunt. It's just like that would be fun, so fun yeah. and mm-hmm. and empowering to just do that with other women. Like, okay, I'm not really good at gutting it, right? But <laughs> I watched them. Like, yep, we can too. do this. Like, and working together, we yeah. can do it. Yeah, like we'll get it out. Yep. So it's really rewarding and very grateful for the experience. So. You know, the yeah. only other thing I want to add is I was thinking when I um, first started, I was wondering how many women. We're, we're guides right. and there's not a lot. There's yeah. a few, um, and after guides for this event or guides, big guides, pitch. um, for this event, okay. most of the guides are males. Yep. And I was thought, Oh, that's interesting. I would, you would think they might want more women. However, like as I reflect back on that and there are some women guides, but, and in speaking with several of the guides, yeah. um, I, I really think, you know, these, these guides are hunters. Like they, have they've been around they know this area they know what they're doing they they are hunters yeah and they are our biggest advocates yes. as more mm-hmm. and more females come into this field because i would imagine some people don't necessarily like that you know yeah. and may not support this as much as as we, we all like. around here right, <laughs> right do exactly. but i tell you what those guys are such big supporters of us yes. and love guiding us. Yeah. I, I have not talked to one of them that hasn't said this is the highlight of their year. Yeah. They love yep. this event. So I think it's a, a special relationship. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's, there's some tremendous guides here and in other places around the country. So the, this is the word of mouth, Facebook and other posts is whether they're guys that we've gotten to know here that guide elsewhere. Cause there's a number that come in from across Wyoming mm-hmm, for this. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's a great way to continue on too. I mean, it, it costs a little bit more to go to with a guide, but there's a reason cause they know what they're doing so they, they do. can help. Um, you know, that, yep. that's, that's an important look guides and outfitters recognize what, what, what they're doing. And there's a lot that are proud to take women out and, yep. and help them out. So, yeah. 
All right, ladies, thank you so much. I'm thank so excited you. for all of us. Yes. I'm so excited to eat my antelope. Yeah, me too. <laughs> thank you. I just you. hope I can cook us. it. <laughs> you will be able to. <laughs> yes. Well, now we know from our cooking class. Kind of. That's right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so from Claremont, Wyoming at the ranch at U-Cross, I'm Jody Stemmler with Talking Mule Deer. Thank you very much for listening to the Wyoming Women's Antelope Hunt podcast. Thanks for Talking Mule Deer with Steve Belinda and Jody Stemmler. The Mule Deer Foundation is the only conservation group in North America dedicated to restoring, improving, and protecting mule deer and black-tailed deer and their habitat. MDF is a strong voice for hunters in access, wildlife management, and conservation policy issues. To find out more, visit www.muledeer.org and stay tuned for the next episode of Talkin' Mule Deer.